0: Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at ClothoSpindle on Twitter, and I'm joined with Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I'm at the TheChickrin on Twitter. And Guile.
1: Hey, I'm Guile, and I tweet at
0: DoorPodcast. We're going to be discussing the prologue of A Storm of Swords. Uh, Ready to dive in. Uh, Trigger warnings for all our usual discussions of potential uh, violence and rape. Uh, I guess. Jesus Christ, Chet. (laughs) <laughs> oh oh yes oh <laughs> this is not a pleasant person <laughs> we're gonna beat his head <laughs> oh gosh okay it's like at least we get him out of the way you know i feel like yeah. oh, we get through this yes <laughs> yes we're taking for the team here <laughs> so uh chet is hunting with a group of the night's watch men and their pack of hounds uh they're all freezing and angry and he's especially bitter bitter um he has basically blames Jon snow and samuel tarley for their like entire current predicament um so the uh, this guy lark says that they can't go back to the fist empty hand in their hunting, and just, they're hunting and just this guy's names too like there like, <laughs> why are they hunting <laughs> bear? Like, makes no <laughs> Like that, I I realize they're acting like they're down to like the last thing to hunt. But I'm like, if there were no game, the the bear would bear. You that, that, yeah. gosh. And I've never personally eaten bear, but my grandma was raised having to occasionally eat bear, and it is horrific. So, like, oh, is it like wiry or something or mm, rough? Like it's awful. (laughs) Oh, Oh.
1: but. it's nice when you know what's going to go in the description of the episode like
0: <laughs> oh god there I go again yes. okay, my, oh. my ways are going to get me in hair. the description <laughs> oh gosh <sighs> Yeah, that was a good one. But, uh, just, okay, so, yeah, they their names. I don't even know. We got Chet, we got Lark, we got Sister Man. Like, just uh, where he's coming up with these. Um, Paul, Paul is big. Paul. I know. Well. Paul. Okay. Like, <laughs> the other one's so. The Sister Man is apparently someone from the Sisters. Is that what this is?
1: Yeah, because he talks oh, about it, that's okay, where
0: he's gonna Okay, okay back I-
1: to. I was like, man. Okay. What,
0: yeah. I would know what this is. and like, I don't know what a sister man is. This is yeah. Song of Life Fires. And I will know. say, like, okay, some of the things Chet thinks are kind of funny. They are kind of funny when he thinks about where yeah, these, okay. these yahoos plan on doing afterwards. And he's just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> but they got this plot going, and it's sort of like slowly revealed as the conversation goes on, and Sister Man points out. That's their first hit right here. Or not hit, the big, like, lays it on you. He's gonna be, Mormont's gonna be dead by morning. Um, Small Paul asks, you know, you can tell he's got cold feet. He's like, why can't we just, like, escape and let him be? And Lark reminds him that they'll be hunted down if they let, like, they can't, they, it turns into this thing where they end up having to kill a certain number of people because here, okay, if we kill Mormont, then this is going to happen. So we have to kill them. Then we have to kill them to avoid them tracking us. And, you know, that's what Sisterman says. Like, we have to kill all the officers as well. And Chet's kind of like, he's so tired they apparently have been going over and over this. And he reminds them that the plans to kill Mormont, and they've got Blaine from the shower, Shadow Tower, Grubs, Ethan who's going to be the person on watch, and then Dywin and Bannon, and they're the trackers. And it sounds like some of these guys who got on watch are just like he's like it's their bad luck of the draw. Like they, it's nothing personal. We just have to kill them because they're going to be the ones on watch. Yo, yeah, well, I, I love <laughs> how he has this thing where he's killing just far enough down to the chain down the chain of command to make sure there's someone incompetent. Who's not going to go after them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He says that. All, yes. He goes, <laughs> he really underscores it, which, you know, they, they, it sounds like, I mean, the plan doesn't sound like a bad plan if that's what they're, you know, if that's it your end goal. It actually does not sound <laughs> like a bad plan. It sounds like the kind of plan that might actually work. And we're, of course, saddened because we find out that Sam is part yes. of this coo plan, that they're, they want to they kill Sam. Chet has come up with a very good reason to kill Sam, but he wants to kill Sam anyway. Right, that he, was he, the final person he, on the list about the ravens. Oh, it's so yeah, the ravens he, can't be sad, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's justifying it because he's like, well, this way no one can send ravens. And I'm like, oh yeah, sure, no one else can send a raven but Sam. <laughs> okay. Right. And oh, Sam can't, God. as it turns out, even send a raven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i like and there's a whole I, I, <laughs> it's a whole thing too about this small paul wants to keep Mormont's raven and it's kind of like weirdly cute that he doesn't he's like you're not gonna hurt my raven once he's mine he's like, an adorable they're... little mutineer <laughs> well
1: i mean i'm assuming that small paul is like has some um mental impairment oh
0: okay like, seems so that they're taking advantage like, of, you you know, like, kinda...
1: of the of the night watch type of thing yeah. Which, you know, it's kind of horrible that he's in the Night's Watch, really, when you think about it. Like, there's some, like, men- yes. you know, it's kind of person with some mental impairments, and they, like, put him in jail,
0: basically. Yeah, that's, you know? like, I mean, that's why it's, like, ew. Like, every time I think about, it, like, oh, God, just the Night's Watch is pretty icky. Like, just overall, <laughs> like, the people that are <laughs> well, in okay. it, like, ugh.
1: Well, I mean, it kind of gets ahead of the chapter a little bit, but there's, like, an interesting question from um, Mr. Nobon on the Discord, who says, um, You know, in the last John chapter, I was struck by how committed many of the Night's Watch are, and the scouting party died nobly without shirking their responsibilities. And we don't know much about their lives pre the wall, but they seem to have been or become good men. And then, you know, but Chet in the prequel... What a total incel! He had zero remorse and zero growth. I hate him. Um, he says, "I hope all the other sex criminals in *A Song of Ice and Fire* end up terrifying and peeing their pants." Um, you know, there's there's some more in the details there, but yeah, it's kind of uh, that g- content between like some of these guys in the Night's Watch who do seem to be like pretty awesome as it turns out, and then. You know, and that's the thing about Chet. Like as you're saying, Chicky, this plan isn't dumb. Like Chet's not a dumbass. Like, no. Why wasn't he? Like, maybe you know, he's just like such a shitty person that like he kind of wasn't very <laughs> valued. I mean, he was um, what Amon's like helped Amon, but it seems like he has like some ability. Like it's sort of like he must be such a dick that like no one cared. That oh, this yeah, guy. Well,
0: so, I mean, but, but why is this whole this setup? Too like makes sense because it sounds like i get the idea of like oh like uh what's it like they're just trying to basically they're sending people who probably should be in jail or have some form of pretty harsh extreme punishment otherwise you know kind of reform them but like you're kind of that's like that's a crapshoot yeah. like you don't know what you're going to end up with well, other than the is, fact of their crimes if you based on what they this did is, this is the main recruiting pool now for <sighs> the night's watch is Terrible. criminals convicted criminals i mean some of whom we assume are not in fact guilty of anything but then we have guys like chet who tell us in their own head that they absolutely are guilty because that's i mean how could you where's the honor in that how could you say this uh, oath and like this is the exact problem you end up with these situations this danger although you know it's clearly though classism is at play here you know they they seem to have a pretty strict policy of not holding anyone's crimes against them once they're in the night's watch i Uh think this is entirely about Classism, which Chet no. pretty much calls out. He's like the Lord's sons, you know. Yeah. And, um, and he's right. <laughs> he is right there. Yeah. I mean yeah, it's too bad maybe they didn't find a better use for him. On the other hand, there was always going to be something, probably, that, that drove our friend Chet to this
1: quite Right, right. he was already, you know, a murderer and, like, in a horrific yeah. way, so like, regardless of, you know, like, there's already something horribly wrong with him, so it's not yeah. just like, oh, he was, you know, looked over for promotion. So right. Like, well, no, also a murderer before Right,
0: because the fighter yeah. feels like a lot of ticking time bombs here going on, you know. Yes. Like, he's
1: yes. very disgruntled, but he was disgruntled you know that's why you know he but that, that's his personality is and then it's difficult
0: way like right that. i mean that's a difficult situation even just being at the castle black like that's not an easy life that's like a cold it's yeah. an intense like you're, you're you're kind of putting people in a situation where even the best of situations these people may have like if they worked at like a bar or like you know or not maybe that's not the best situation example but you know if they had like what would be considered a relatively cushy job in that world I don't know it sounds like things could have set them off but they're in the worst possible situation
1: (laughs) I mean Chet had a you know he says his job was relatively cushy because Eamon didn't
0: do anything
1: and he's pissed that he you know he's pissed he lost his cushy job but his current job is like taking care of dogs (laughs) Like, really, you know, that also does not seem that difficult. I'm sure they didn't like have to clean up the poop, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. He's making it more difficult than it has. Oh, yeah. He's terrible. Abusive. 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 Horrifically. But,
1: yeah. I mean, so that is his job at Kennel Black is to like play with puppies. Like, obviously, maybe I'm making that sound a little bit nicer, but let's just say. He went from working for Amon to playing with puppies and he's pissed off. about It could it. have
0: been worse. Yes, it could have yes. been worse, yeah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> which it is it now. Now worse. it's far worse. They're like yeah. up on this hill, like freezing to death. Oh gosh. Yeah, but wh- the, I want to say the commenter nailed it, calling him an incel. Cause that's yeah. what I was calling oh, him in my head yeah. the whole chapter. Yeah. yeah. Perfect example um okay and so this is his like This <laughs> little notes at the end of there was he says that his head he's like they have to kill them quiet while they sleep one scream and they're done so basically like you know they they're thinking this down to the details um they're planning on being gone by the time the wildlings show up so um and they you know they kind of explain here this is this whole thing sounds pretty insane you know when he's laying it out in his and, and i i think there's some legitimate critiques here because they got 300 which they say is like ends up being about a third of the night's watch so 300 brothers in the night's watch and they say 200 from castle black 100 from the shadow tower it's like the biggest ranging party in living memory trying to find ben stark and sir waymer royce um and you know other rangers have gone missing and discover at the same time discover why the wildlings were leaving their villages um so so far, they'd learned that the wildlings had gone up the icy heights of the Frostfangs and were now coming down the Milkwater. And they like this is a lot of people. You know, they're saying it's mostly you know it's women and children and things like this. They have twenty thirty thousand. Did they 000. say like thirty thousand? Yeah, yes, thirty I mean, like, thousand and five hundred on horses, which they said like yeah. was unheard of. Like they'd never seen more and than like, twelve at a time. All their stuff
1: with this them. This is so they had like their livestock and they had they have everything. Yeah.
0: And I ask again, now, do any of these guys stop and go, hmm, wonder what's making all of right. these free folk pack well, up literally everything yeah. and just run away? I mean, like, you know, no, like, none of none of those thoughts. Like, yeah. You... Or ask them.
1: Why? And, you know, <laughs> Buck O'Hare has a comment here. Um you know, it's more about making a good choice that will alert the rest of Westeros to the problem by sacrificing
0: the watch or
1: just throwing everyone's life shot <sighs> of
0: that glory. Yeah. I I yeah, I question like, this as well. Yeah. I mean it's it's kind of a like you can tell maybe Mormon is worried that someone is going to ask him if they do go back and try to make a stand at castle black. Uh, you can tell he's concerned that someone's going to say, you mean you had 300 men North of the wall and you saw this coming and you did evil. nothing. And I, uh, I wonder if that might be part of why, because uh, you know, like that, like they're saying, you know, 300 against, you know, 30,000 is insane. And obviously Mormons, you know, trying to just make a last stand. There's no hope of them surviving this. Either way, it's just, where can we do the most damage? And maybe he's right that they could do more damage, doing, you know, trying what they're but doing like here. That, I don't know.
1: Again, like, why yeah. are you, you know, like, that's the and it's the thing that makes me so like frustrated with ned in his very first mm. chapter when he executes you know what's his face what's
0: like the yeah why
1: is yeah. no one asking you know what what did you see like what's happening what why you know hey why are you guys abandoning all of your villages and everything like what's going on like, you know that seems like maybe a question you would ask like what the you know <laughs>
0: I think the best, like, real-world example that everyone's probably tired of, like, COVID, but, like, I think about, like, I just remember that January before in 2020, where I'm reading these articles, I just remember people saying, oh, it's never, literally, people just like, oh, it's not going to hit here, it's not going to hit here. Like, you don't shut down, what was like, 5 million people? You don't shut down a city. I don't care how, what your opinion of any country in the world is, but you don't shut down a major city. A country doesn't do that for nothing. Yeah. You know, something bad is coming. And everybody's just like, No, nah, it's gonna be fine for like oh, yeah. or like it took, it took a few months for people to God. And to think that somehow you can be isolated from right. from something like that anywhere in the world. It's like no, this is going to go everywhere. So and it's like the, to obviously me obviously true. Right, to me it's this. like the same thing. It's like people are just yeah. like it's almost like it's so big and horrific that you don't even want to wrap your head around. I guess you try to do the little things that you can. Like you focus, or, maybe he was so like, focused on his lights watch, yeah. that he wasn't thinking big picture like
1: or even <laughs> what happened was there some, you know, without having to go into like a supernatural thing. Like is oh, there some like natural disaster up there? You know, like, right, that's a good like, point. Did something, you know, did right, something happened. Like, why hmm. is this immediately into like an armed conflict and right. not
0: a you know, something happened conflict? to their
1: land or their the, right. it like, could have, have
0: been a disease, it could have been something that happened that was yeah. causing well, people to move. It. Yeah, it could have been a anything.
1: Disease is yeah. a great, com- yeah. you know, that's a great comment. Like, and? if they're running from a disease, you know, yeah. like, yeah, that, but they never. Like, it's well, never, they hit they hit
0: the computer. edges of it. They keep coming up to it. They're like, oh, this is strange. They've never done yeah. this before. They've never done this before. This is unlike right. them to do this. Right. This is unheard of. And it's like, okay, guys, start thinking big picture. Why right. why is all of this unheard of stuff happening? Like, come on. Yeah, this yeah, is not just, just... really. And, and again, why would they put themselves? Because you are vulnerable when you're taking that many people down the side of a damn mountain. Of course. You're vulnerable And that. Anytime weather. you're hauling children along, you're extra vulnerable and you wouldn't make that choice lightly. So and is right. it isn't morally right. So then it feels like whatever their opinions of the wildling, is that morally right to even do that? Because it sounds like they're attacking their weakest points. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they didn't want to be around when the horses came like they can't even
1: conceive of the wild no. things as humans at all like no. yeah like they're treat them like they're like a herd of animals with like some some like predestined inevitability to their actions and not like like you couldn't stop a herd of wild horses and ask while they're running but you know like a group of people who speak literally the same language as i
0: know there's not even a communication barrier
1: like hey buddy what you know what's going on like You know, not everyone has to die. (laughs) And again, like the wall was not as, you know, as we see in a dance with dragons, like, like they say, the wall was not built to keep the wild things out. Yeah. You know, like there's no spells that magically keep them out. Like that is not the purpose. So, you know, just, yeah, the morality of it is the morality and the lack of questioning Mm. is just beyond irritating to me.
0: Well, it kind of verges on almost unbelievable cuz it's just uh-huh. like we know that we know that there's trade with the free folk right. like you know on on some of the coastlines and stuff like it. This is the type of thing where they should have heard. And it's like you look at like how I mean Osha's been south of the wall for how long or the Garrett thing I mean like yeah, Garrett yeah. tried to kind of yeah. I mean it's like you know th- th- it was obvious I think Ned even talks to Benjen well, about it right And like, then they had the they had the white at castle I mean this is so obvious
1: <laughs> Like what is going on Just some supernatural shit so like Gosh. yeah like my god
0: question anything <laughs> yeah anything. so and I guess that's a part you could kind of like I guess the only part you could empathize with Chad is like yeah this is a cluster and like why yeah. the hell is yeah. this happening like this doesn't make any sense so it's the, you know <laughs> I don't necessarily fault them for wanting to be away from it. No, I don't blame anybody for (laughs) not wanting to make some, like, last stand that probably won't work. And it it sounds like this discussion that you hear that they're talking about for, like, Thorin Smallwood and Sir Alton Withers is like, you know, they're kind of like, yeah, let's – it's just – what a mess right yeah. they're
1: <laughs> they're growing it up and i mean obviously you know if people talk about like this being an allegory of climate change i mean mm-hmm. that it, you know yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. okay fine you have us
0: but <laughs> <laughs> oh right yeah climate change plans. would be another perfect example of like people seeing yeah. all the warning signs it's all right there and like being like well, everything's fine well, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't uh, look up well, yeah exactly yep <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, so it's,
1: just, it's maddening.
0: <laughs> oh, man. And then, and then there's the part in my notes, I have the part where he was talking about in his head, like, um, you know, they're talking about going home, some of them. And he's like, what are they thinking? Like they're brand, right. they're branded as deserters. They're going to be killed at best. <laughs> like worst things could happen to them. But he's like, okay, if they want to go home, because that's where a lot of them are going. Um, yeah. his his idea is kind of coo- like creepy and terrible. But he's like got this kind of fantasy in his head of being like king of Craster's Keep. Craster, yeah, like, God. Like, okay like just go Ugh. south go to the free like just yeah you know, cuz yeah. one of the guys was going to go you know just go someplace where they could be anonymous you know what i mean that seemed like mm-hmm. the best plan and like what well, he could have done that but no he's got to put himself in that creepiest like situation possible. Go right. somewhere warm. Like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Why would you stay in the freezing cold? Oh gosh. And we get that's where we get also his really horrific backstory where he brutally murdered um a girl in his village. Um yeah. He's terrible. <laughs> For not wanting to fuck him. Ugh. But he
1: picked flowers for her, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, you know... It total, you know. Yeah.
0: How dare she? Oh, yeah. Sh- oh, so, on their way back to the Fist, they spot some men practicing archery. And it's... Chet stops to watch because his favorite, you know, his bullying Sir target, Piggy. Samwell. Yep. Oh, Sam. And, you know, like you had said before, he blames him for taking his cushy job as stewarding for Master Amon, And, you know... <laughs> I love this scene though, how Grant's like trying to help Sam and <laughs> yes! Ed's just like offering commentary in the background. <laughs> He's like cheering him on and like, oh yeah, did I kill? You know, Sam's like, did I kill him? Did I kill him? I was, oh, you know, <laughs> you can't kill wood or tree. Oh god, and Ed's it's just yeah. wood. uh, oh, yeah. And he even thinks that that like the terrible Chet thinks, oh, I wish I could take Ed out too. But like, oh my had. god, like what? <laughs> why i would
1: see you leaving and just wouldn't even say anything like this is something i know for sure about him like he wouldn't lift a finger to like call out someone leaving that would never happen this
0: is terrible you take your one comic relief like what the
1: hell yeah like even george doesn't do that to us like he loves you know he loves to live for this long
0: thank god oh god So, before they all leave their archery spot, like, you know, he's, again, thinking about how he's going to personally kill Sam, and um, an unexpected assembly is now called, and Mormont announces that the wildlings are on the march down the milk water, and they have about ten days, is what they're thinking, and Smallwood steps forward, and he's all, like, you know, tells them that Mance Radar means to bring down the wall and but they're gonna bring war to him instead and they're gonna ride at dawn and attack in several places at once their plan is to like basically like we said before attack the weak points burn you know burn the wagons scatter the herds before any of the men on horse can reach them or men and women on horse can reach them and uh someone amazelin calls out you know he's like uh, we're outnumbered and we're gonna die basically <laughs> more responds, yeah that's true like probably many and maybe all of us and but then he goes in and reminds them you know this is kind of like the cultish part of it where he reminds him of their words and starts reciting the oath and they all start drawing their swords and chanting and check goes along with it, <laughs> chanting! To it. <laughs> For For yeah a it's like, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, uh, I don't know, you get too rigid to one thing. Like, I get it. I get you need to keep these people like focused. It's a difficult situation. But it just then it becomes like, But I feel like part of it is just something that we've been talking about over and yeah. over where it's just this honor thing with the yeah. guys in charge who are all nobility where they're like, they'd rather die a noble death. And it's like, you can just tell the small folk do not have this. Philosophy <laughs> at all, I don't blame the small folk. Oh, well, and
1: just God. like their assertion that, Oh, if we'll hit them hard and then they'll scatter and go back. Like, dude, they've literally traveled yeah. however far with all of their shit. Did you think that maybe there's a really good reason they're not going to just go back to their
0: hovels
1: or whatever? Exactly. You know? like, this, the lack of strategic thought or questioning is just, again, like, oh, I hate them.
0: Yeah, it's just a last oh. stand with no forethought, where, right? oh, screw or, everybody else.
1: <laughs> or just this idea, yeah, just the antagonism towards mm. it. Like, again, like, the wall was not built to keep the wildlings
0: out. They really needed some thinkers on the, you know, in charge of things. on the, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Or just, Any, yeah, I mean. People that are oof. good at diplomacy or something thinkers I mean, get treated like, like sam though <laughs> yeah yeah well or
1: Mance, like what they right. fucked yeah because he had yeah. a red cloak i mean that's why they that's why he's not there and he is like a very strategic <laughs> thinker. like yes. they, you know he had a mind of his own so we must you know squash him and make sure that you know he he's not here anymore god forbid <laughs> <laughs> this chapter oh god he's a woman like one right woman. Right, <laughs> Gosh. why are they all? Leave? You know, yeah, <laughs> <but no. laughs>
0: this is what you get. So, as Chet's falling asleep, he suddenly feels snow on his face, and it's like he sort of like bolts up, and he realizes he's like, "We're done. There's like no way to escape without notice. They can't track food in the fresh snow." He's just, you know, raging because it's like, you know, he's like all your plans are for naught. Um. Like okay,
1: Chad, I have to say, did like did they not think that it was they could, possible? Yes! That okay. it would snow ever in this time frame. Oh, Do they need a meteorologist? Um, you know, like having lived in the north, I can kind of know. I can tell when it's going to. Right,
0: snow. you could smell it. It smells, and yeah. the yeah. sky looks a certain it. way. Like, right, the color of the sky, like
1: you know, like we know. <laughs>
0: Chet. Well, and it's like, why would you at any point be surprised by snow? <laughs> right, exactly. like, you hadn't thought oh, no. this might. You should be more surprised. That it isn't snow. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Maybe his his little <laughs> farmer's <laughs> almanac, his, his Night's Watch almanac, was wrong. You know, so he didn't know.
1: we talk, talked about ways that that we hypothesized the modern, you know, yeah. fictional Night's Watch yeah. making money, and yeah, one hundred percent, there's a Night's Watch almanac. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Yeah, have a doubt that a that and you
0: need like and like Ed could have his own little column, his little funny oh, yeah, like comic movie or movie. whatever.
1: Shocked, <laughs> yeah. oh, <my> totally. <laughs> oh, oh, someone oh, should make that. <laughs>
0: God, they're like Night's Watch zine. Oh, Lord, that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> oh, so he's uh, so of course he now turns this rage to Sam. I was like, okay, well, if. I'm not gonna get to kill everybody else. I'm at least gonna get Sam. Which the logic of that, but he's gonna take it out on him. And um, he goes up. He sneaks up to his tent, and the ravens are sort of muttering snow, and they could see it just outside the flap. And um, you know, he sees Sam's all bundled up, and he's kind of. It, it kind of feels like he's kind of either stepping just inside and just inside the doorway of the tent. And suddenly, the sound of the horn shudders. And, uh, not now, he thought, because like, Samwell sits up, and suddenly the second horn blast follows, and this one's louder and longer. <laughs> he notices Chet, and he asks him if he dreamed that he heard two blasts, <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> and then, finally, you hear the third blast, and <laughs> I'll read this. I know, as I always read the last part, the last parts are usually pretty good, in my defense, yeah, I'll, I'll read this last part. <laughs> The sound went on and on and on, until it seemed it would never die. The ravens were flapping and screaming, flying with around their cages, banging off the bars, and all about the camp the brothers of the night's watch were rising, donning their armor, buckling on sword belts, reaching for battle axes and bows. Samuel Tarley stood shaking, his face the same color as the snow that swirled down all around them. Three, he squeaked to Chet. That was three. I heard three. They'd never blow three. Not for hundreds and thousands of years. Three means others. Chet made a sound that was half a laugh and half a sob, and suddenly his small clothes were wet, and he could feel the piss running down his legs, see steam riding <laughs> off the front, rising off the front of his breeches. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I love that we had some dog yeah, yeah. barking. Yeah, Because it that's exactly what's happening was, in the camp. Yes, our it was, fit the mood. The dogs were barking. No, it worked. It was I'm, perfect. Like, I'm your champ. It was perfect. <laughs> no, it was our sound effects machine that we totally oh, love have. it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good, good doggo. <laughs> <say> you're, you're <laughs> Patreon goes. <ghost laughs> <laughs> to sound,
0: <laughs> <Just> sound effects. Sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that oh. is really good. And I remember first reading this it was kinda like finally I mean, we could have a discussion yeah. about whether this should have been in the second book, but you know, yes, it's good to finally get here to where like All you're right. seeing like a big group of people realizing yeah. that, you know, the others are back.
1: I'm well, like, how crazy, like, wouldn't you just, like, if it's me, I'm like, oh, they must have fucked up. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> 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 I can't yes! imagine being in that situation and ever thinking anything but that. Like, I would never actually think it's three. I'd be like, oh, no, no, no.
0: it's got to be something else. Right, that <laughs> like that amount of time? <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. too well, long. <laughs> time for this, because earlier in the chapter, there was, like, the old forester guy was going, I've never been in such a, like, silent yeah. Would you know like yeah. there's no noise no owls at night it was like yeah that and like no frogs along the river i was like yeah that really would get to you it's pretty yeah. chilling but like the, the whole background. just that that's chilling oh yeah yeah this is good george is so good at these moments <laughs> Um,
1: we do it. so, you know, there's a question from Buck O'Hare. This is, you know, when did you realize that others were coming on the, in your first read, you know, was it really when, you know, we start hearing about how kind of weird things are in the forest at this moment, or was it really like the, the
0: three horns? I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. It's been so long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't so this, so, you know. I have the illustrated editions of the first two books, and then I bought the Storm of Swords illustrated edition. So, you know, as we've been doing the rereads, it's been fun to, like, look at the illustrations and stuff. And now I'm just going to be angry every chapter because, like, the (laughs) illustration, Like, word to our readers, don't ever even think about buying the illustrated Storm of Swords as an utter piece of shit, and I I can't (laughs) emphasize that strongly enough. The picture for this chapter is, like a tree, like, wispily drawn, I think. It's just, like, unbelievably
0: oh, gosh. terrible. Oh, my <laughs> what God. What a failure. Yeah, it after this failure. moment. So many illustrations they could have used. Oh, my gosh. Well,
1: and, you know, like, of all of, you know, like, for example, they don't, they didn't provide an illustration from, like, Sansa's last chapter in this book, and, you know, which, really? That, or, like, Jamie in the bath, how, like, what? Oh, my gosh. Like, mm. all of these, like, iconic moments like George R. R. Martin should be ashamed for many things, but he should also he should be ashamed that he took money for this. <laughs> it is it's legit that bad, Aww. um so yeah, I'll be complaining about it. <laughs> Good. Hey, I have a question from um, the stinking goose on this that I think is like really interesting. Um, they it's on Reddit, and they say, uh, "Hey, everyone, you've made it to Storm. I can't wait to listen or listen or re-listen to your Brienne Jamie chapters." Um, as for prologues, though, I recently learned something that kind of blew my mind a little bit, as it was something I had never noticed before. All of the odd numbers, books, prologues are north of the wall and deal with aspects of northern magic. All even numbered books are south of the wall and deal with eastern magic. That's... if this pattern holds <laughs> and we ever get a sixth book, where do you think it will take place and who do you think will meet their doom as all prologue players do? Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> never really realized that everyone in the prologue dies. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's
0: yeah, oh my God. they do. That's they... A new thing. <laughs> oh
1: <God. laughs> no. Oh gosh. And I mean, I I feel like we've been told that the um the Winds of Winter hypothetical prologue is of um the group of Western Western men like traveling with um Jane Westerling and Edmure Tully. Oh, and so it was someone as part of that group, um, hmm. but. I thought, like, you know, in terms of magic, I would think, like, something with the Dire Wolves, but I guess that'd be northern magic, so that wouldn't necessarily fit the pattern, like, Mm. if there is a strict pattern.
0: I I don't know. I literally just don't know who would...
1: (laughs) Well, I've heard, like, um, uh, maybe um, Sybil Spicer has been hypothesized as a prologue character. That could be
0: interesting. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there have been a lot of theories. Jane Westerling is also a theory. Yeah. Edmure is a theory. I mean, oh! I'd really I hate think... if it were Jane. Yeah. <laughs> I think Edmure would be, would be uh, funny. He'd be so bitter. He'd be so <laughs> bitter. Well, and, you know, Brennan Tully's been uh, oh. theorized, too. Hmm.
1: But I, I don't... I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, I just, in my head, assume that he's headed in a different direction from that group. But, I mean, that's, you know... I mean, me, I think Blackfish,
0: Blackfish is, goes i think blackfish goes back to the veil but i mean it is it has been theorized i don't know right. do you think they're gonna keep, like see i don't I, I that is weird so then it's like whoever it is would supposedly be doomed then and i don't he, know yes. that he, you know he doesn't
1: seem like he would oblige feel obliged Have to, to do keep that himself yeah. to the pattern you
0: know yeah. that doesn't seem like a yeah like i mean it seems like he might want to change the pattern because he does that too he doesn't want people to get too yeah. comfortable with yeah, I, um, that's pretty cool, though. I, I think it's cool that they figured that out and thought about, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I think, like, the things people figure out are always, like, yeah, it's amazing. amazing to yeah. me. Uh, do we have any other mail? I think we have another message. Okay. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Thank you, um, We have a message from Tumblr from a stranger giving the strange welcome. Hi, all. I've been meaning to send in a comment about Arya's last Clash of Kings chapters for a long time. Thanks for your great podcast about it, but something I really wanted to see discussed was how it marks this heartbreaking midpoint in Arya's character between the happy, friendly kid we met in A Game of Thrones Mm. and the traumatized girl who's trying to find some kind of warped peace in Braavos with the Faceless Men. This is the quote that really gets me in the gut. Arya helped him, the stable boy she woke up and lied to so she could escape, with the bridles and saddles so he would not need to wake any of the others. She hoped they would not hurt him afterwards, but she knew they probably would. You all pointed out in the podcast is how much she realized that she has the power in this chapter. I also feel that she is quite a bit staggered by how much violence her decision caused. I don't think Arya ever expected the small folk to be as hurt by the power change as they were. She wasn't trying to get Gendry's blacksmith killed or anything like that. She was just a kid and she was trying to help her brother. The tragedy of this chapter is Arya does come to realize that violence and bloodshed is everywhere, not just for the Lannisters. And that just the basic act of her doing what she needs to do for the survival of herself and her friends is going to require bloodshed. Mm -hmm. How aware she is of the consequences of her actions just floors me. She is willing to make the calculated sacrifice of that stable boy and the guard she kills. But she helps the stable boy to try and minimize the hurt she causes. That's such a heavy series of choices this nine-year-old makes. It makes me so sad for her. This is why I can't forgive the scene in the show where she comes back to Westeros and literally kills every single one of the Freys, including those who are innocent. The true anger for me is that the show frames it like a badass victory instead of the symbol of how much this character, who is furious when those who didn't do anything wrong were hurt, like Mike and Lady, has been warped into a shell of herself. Fuck D&D for that one. I know the scene aired in like 2017, but still, the North remembers. <laughs> oh. In the theoretical ending that we'll never see, do you think there's any hope for Arya to find peace? Can she find a way to heal from her trauma and reunite with all, with what's left of her family? Or is her story going to end with revenge? Are she and Gendry ever going to reunite? Seven blessings on you for all, for dealing with this long ask in my own feels. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> Great. Yeah, Arya's last chapter is really heartbreaking for a lot of these reasons because she's she's realizing you know what 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 the consequences of these actions are and it is hard like but she's at the same time she's got to make some moves or she's gonna end up dead too (laughs) so she's gotta do some stuff
1: and i think it goes you know all the way back to like the you know goes to like the weasel soup like she didn't really know what she was doing there when it when it was happening and like afterwards when people are like pointing at her and like yeah. commenting about it, she feels a certain way. And you know, part of—I mean, this is like quite a quite a reach, I I know. But like, I mean, I almost feel like Jack and Agar was like corrupting her in a way. In that, oh yeah. You know, oh for sure. he actually is involving her in his job at that point, whereas before she hadn't been. And you know, that seems quite you know like troubling. For I mean, like uh... not that everything in that storyline is not troubling, but just. You know the fact that there's like this act of corruption of this eight year old, like making her an accessory to, you know, accessory to murder at that point. Yeah. Seems, you know, quite a, you know quite a bit. Um, I don't. You know, what do you guys think in terms of like Arya's? Like, is there hope for her?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think. I mean, I think she's going to survive the series, and I don't think it's going to be like she sails away and never wants to see her family again, right. like I mean, that dumb show. She's just one of his I, preferred characters, or something. Character that he, yeah, you know. and I think it's that she does hide. She's she has things
1: she's hiding from the faceless men. You know, she's hiding needle from them. She's hiding. You know, she is still holding. Like she hasn't given up herself. She's holding on to those pieces of of herself still.
0: Well, and so much. You know, one of the core things of her story, more so than I think any of her siblings, is her seeing. How important the family is. I mean, you know, she's the one who's like, you know, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. That's Arya. That's -hmm. her story. And so, you know, the idea that she would just, you know, go off out into the cold alone is, to me, pretty unsatisfying. And I don't think what George is doing, even if she does go off on some adventure or something, it will not be to never return to Westeros. and And yeah. As far as seeing Gendry again, I mean, I think George is probably going to imply that they would see one another again. I would imagine they probably will see each other within the context of the story, but I guess we don't know for sure.
1: And I think so, too, just in that he has Gendry and Hot Pie, you know, kind of hanging around the Riverlands still. Like, they're right? you know, right. You know if you look at, like, a map of the Riverlands and see, like, where all these characters are, you know, especially if we think that, you know, potential climax of the story is in Heron Hall for example, or in or that, you know, like these general type of areas, like they're all there in, you know, strategic, you know, strategic locations and, you know, getting into something that, you know, we talked about in the last couple of chapters about how the, the, the chapters are not necessarily sequential in time. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I've always had that thought of, you know would it be impossible for Arya and her theater troupe that she's getting to be a part of to be in the Riverlands for, you know, Red Wedding 2.0. Like, you know, well, that's certainly a big up.
0: theory. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people think she's going to see, you know, Cat again. Yeah. A lot of people think she's going to end up back in the Riverlands. Yeah. I don't know where I fall on that, but I mean, it's certainly it seems possible. very tidy, you know, which
1: makes you sort of think it won't happen. Uh... Um But, you know, yeah, I just, I mean, I'd be shocked if she didn't see, well, I mean, I'd be shocked if she ever had another chapter written about her, but let's go past (laughs) that. Um, If she didn't see, you know, Gendry and Hop High, like, there's a reason that they're still there, I feel like. Um, And, you know, part of it is that you know, if we're, if our, if one of our many concerns about Arya is like her, like the fact that, you know, we feel like she's losing her, you know, she's losing this girl that she was or this kid that she was and like the humanization of her. I mean, you know, Gendry and Hot Pie are like literally her friends, like friends of, you know, not a, you know, not powerful, not anything else other than friends of this, like, you know, girl that they just became friends with because they're kids and, you know, the same situation and stuff. So like, there's that, like genuineness to them in regards to her, that might be important too.
0: Yeah, that would be really satisfying if there was some form of reunion. Yeah, yeah. it would.
1: I mean, even I'd be happy to see Gendry and Hot Pie. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I know. And I'd take it had even had if they didn't them. meet.
1: Her. <laughs> well, and like you look at maps and like think about it, it's like almost impossible to think that like Gendry's never gone back to that inn because we know that inn where Hot Pie is is like friendly to the Brotherhood, ah, and yeah. Gendry seems to be like maybe a little bit in both camps of the brotherhood per se, like it would mm. seem impossible that he's not in somewhat contact with hot pie.
0: Yeah. yeah. You'd think probably
1: in my you know personal fan fiction mind. I guess. There
0: we go. Giles <laughs> there. I just keep seeing you like the, the Pepe Silvia scene from it's always sunny. That's in the memes where he's like pointing at the wall full of connected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 100.
1: Well, whatever it is,
0: it's gonna be so much better than that. What they did to her in the show. So yeah, yeah. Um,
1: you know, I, it's, it's, some, I get you know of the many flaws in the show. It's just like mm-hmm. that whole every female character by the end had like the same affect to them. like cold unfeeling you know badass because that's what they you know it's like there are a there are ways to be badass that's not like cold and unfeeling first of all (laughs) like you could be badass in a different (laughs) way and also like you know there's more ways for women to be valuable other than being badass you know and it's just Yeah. yeah they're very like I'm shocked that they have any women in their life because I feel like they've maybe never had an actual discussion with a woman that they listen to anything that because it's just like oh, yeah gosh. like women are not people to them and I that sounds really harsh but I mean, I just don't think that they think women are people yeah
0: it's pretty accurate all oh, those idiots. <sighs> I know it's like what we could have had. <laughs>
1: and I mean, it's not, you know, Arya's characterization. It's not easy. Like I don't, you know, that wouldn't, especially not knowing what her ending is. Right. Like, I don't right. think she would be easy to write, but I feel like they also, you know, unfortunately didn't do the actress any favors either. Mm-hmm. Like they had this actress who could actually convey that vulnerability. And then basically for like three years told her not to. Mm. And, you know, made a really uninteresting, you know, a really uninteresting, unsympathetic character
0: where, you know, I think, you know, I don't think that's what we're supposed to,
1: that's how we're supposed to see Arya, my God, you know.
0: I know. Yet again, why we cannot accept the show as the ending (laughs) of the books, because they just didn't get it right enough.
1: And it's yeah, and it doesn't even go to what happened even, but just like who these people are. Like Arya would just be like, see ya, John, talk to you for like two seconds, have fun oh, up north. Like, uh, really? Yeah.
0: yeah, no. Wrong character.
1: Yeah. See ya, yeah. Namiria. Whatever. <laughs> like just yeah, this it gets you know, like there's that that longing. Like Arya, you feel it like you don't I mean you feel it a little bit with Sansa, but i mean Ari, you just have that longing for her family that long you know just that emotionality to her that i don't necessarily feel from other of the stark right. pov is in the same way
0: and to yeah use
1: that is kind of heartbreaking
0: it's strongest with her and that is why yeah. it's frustrating yeah that they did what they did oh, we live in hope i mean <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe we'll get that outline of the winds of winter eventually animated version i don't know whatever. yeah i hope we all get something someday <laughs> <laughs> nope nope you get dragon just dragons yeah. and targaryens that's all you get oh god drag those dragons <laughs> <laughs> But for now, we've got Storm of Swords to look forward to. There so. we go. Get Chet out well, of the way. So, we got the rest. I mean, that's the amazing thing. Jump right thing in, you
1: guys! Is like you know you reach this Chet chapter and <laughs> and so then the next different. page is just just Jamie. The page and it's just like, Jamie, the wind blew soft. You notice contrast from Chet's chapter to like yeah. the first line. Like oh my god! Like iconic. I, like to read it for the first time and just see like, all of the emotions the reader would feel, like just the contrast between the feelings of those chapters, and then looking at it. Jamie P. O. What the fuck is this? Like, what? Like,
0: I'll tell you what that is. That is the greatest thing George R. R. Martin ever did.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just like, I mean. Mm-hmm. Like opening the curtains, the more you know, just like the light. Yeah, shining, let in the sunlight. You know, yeah. yeah, like the birds are singing. Literally, <laughs> especially too after you know all the destruction at the end right. of a clash of kings, right? Just to get this, like you know, <sighs> <laughs> and it's not you know it's not even like necessarily you know. It's just not necessarily what happens in the chapter. It's just that the feeling. feeling. Yes. Of, <laughs> that you haven't, I mean, you haven't felt that feeling for an entire book.
0: was like, series. where has this been the whole, it's like, it's almost like that. Where has this been the whole series? Right. Great. This is happening now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Jamie's, Jamie's lighter hearted. And then it's a, that chapter is so heroic too, yeah. because Brienne turns into a fucking Jumped badass at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> dropping boulders yeah i mean it's just so it's everything you've been missing coming <laughs> yes, through <laughs> Yeah, it makes reading the whole book worth it yeah yeah
1: i mean absolutely because i mean i think this prologue is is
0: great and
1: mm-hmm. you oh you know good. the worst yeah. thing about the prologue is that it doesn't ever you know like we don't I mean, Sam's first chapter is, like, a long way into this I was going to say,
0: it's a ways out, isn't it? Oh, so there's a big, like, suspense.
1: From this chapter, but then even after that, like, we don't, you know, we don't, like, the others are still not coming. (laughs) Still really not happening, (laughs) you know, books in at this point. So there's not, like, the immediate or even the partway immediate payoff for this. So, you know, while this is great, we sort of have to like put a pin in it
0: and then, you know, it's like, Oh, genie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All good. <Yay>. Oh gosh. <sighs> okay. <laughs> that was, that was a good read. <laughs> Yay. Okay, you can reach us at close the door and at gmail.com on Tumblr at close the door and come here at tumblr.com and submit questions to the chapter beds on the Jamie and Brand subreddit. Follow us on Twitter at door podcast. Please like, review and subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Podbean, any place that you might listen. And support us on Patreon at close the door. Um, close the door. Get out.